0: To get your thoughts on this this story uh, at Wood tv in Grand Rapids, because I, I I don't believe that anybody should have been fired. An interesting side to this story, though, as well the the, the two executive producers that were fired, odell and Steyer, um, they said they actually found out they were fired uh, based on news reports. They weren't even told, but they said that this memo does not reflect our views. It is not and will not change how we cover members of our community. This memo was met with immediate pushback from our newsroom. The guidance is not being followed. And when you've got that type of of obstinance to, to a particular edict, whether you like it or not, in any place of business, like if your boss came up to you and said, uh, you know, I, I need that report uh, uh, ASAP, and you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, you, you have to do that. That's your job. Now nah, I'm just not going to do it. Well, that doesn't fly. So well, I from a, from their perspective okay I understand maybe how they get they get canned but from from a from a higher up perspective the news director the assistant news director tang and fox in particular and maybe this memo wasn't worded properly and let's operate under the assumption that it wasn't um i don't i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you don't need to cover every single event in any situation at any situation at all um, and if there are, if there's something happening, that's more newsworthy, uh, in that same umbrella, well then fine, you go cover it. And if there is another side of the story, you cover it. If there isn't, if you're at a pride event and it's just some people outside of a building, uh, uh celebrating, uh, at whatever, then, and there's nobody else there. Well, then that's the story. That's it. There's no other story. I don't think you need to go around and, and find another angle. But if there is a situation where you've got a huge group of people uh, supporting Pride and then there are other people that are there in opposition, well, that is part of the story. And if that wasn't being covered, that's an issue. Th- th- there is a systemic issue there from a, from a news perspective. And so I-, I would love to get your thoughts on this. I'm not sure anybody should have been fired. But, but there is a, a, a lesson there that particularly those in the media, us in the media... Um, we have to look at things in a way that what's newsworthy, what isn't, what do you guys want to hear about, and then, and then make sh- making sure that we're covering it, particularly journalists, reporters, uh, that they're doing the due diligence to bring you a story in totality and not just parts of it. I think that's the a huge one of the huge uh, follies of of national media, big name networks that don't always give you everything. Love to get your thoughts eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. In the meantime, uh, we. About it on Friday. The Michigan Court of Appeals ruled that the state health department did not have the power to order restrictions on indoor dining and other areas during the COVID 19 pandemic, saying that it was an unconstitutional delegation of legislative power. And this particular lawsuit uh, was filed uh, with the Oakland County based catering company, Rivercrest Catering. The attorney in that case, Al Addis, uh, joins us this afternoon on uh, JR Afternoon. Uh, Al, good to have you with us. T- talk to me a little bit about this case. Uh, what was it uh, that you saw that, that maybe that there were some flaws with the MDHHS?
1: Well, first of all, thanks for having me. This is an important story for my clients and all people in the uh, food industry, the service industry, the hospitality industry. Uh, the problem from the very beginning is when Governor Whitmer in March of 2020 began issuing orders under two uh, acts, one had been around since the 70s, one since the 40s, that she believed gave her, or her people believed gave her emergency powers under certain circumstances to affect the everyday business. Uh, In October, the Michigan Supreme Court, after all of these had been around now for uh, seven to 10 months, um, ruled that she did not have the power under those acts to take the actions she did to demand uh, closing, half closing, spacing, masks, uh, all the things, uh, remember the bars were closed or at least could only open outdoors. The Supreme Court said they couldn't do it. Well, that was punted over to the Department of HHS and the Health and Human Services within approximately two weeks put out almost identical orders claiming authority under a piece of legislation uh, and claimed that we have the right to do this, and the restaurants were put again in the position that they found themselves, from
0: which they've never recovered. The Michigan Court of Appeals has three judges that that sit on that that in that court. Uh, the uh, uh, judge who wrote the 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 ruling opinion, Michael Godola, said that the reach of the order again was near total and severely curtailed all businesses within the state, and again effectively shut down a large portion. Of the restaurant and business, the order was an exercise of overwhelmingly broad power, substantial in scope and in effect, and effectually uh, affecting virtually every aspect of the daily lives and livelihoods of people in Michigan. Um, but there was a dissenting opinion, um, and that uh, dissenting opinion basically said, uh, under Judge Christopher Yates, that the court battles over COVID 19 regulations should be dismissed because they are now moot. Citing, citing the mootness doctrine, why, in your opinion, are, are these arguments that are in some cases still pending in court, why are they not moot? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, if it happened once, it can happen again. Uh, we are constantly
1: warned of new epidemics, new strains of a previous epidemic. There's no guarantee this won't happen again. This is an important constitutional question the shutting down of people's lifelong businesses on the finding of, quote, either an epidemic, which is poorly defined, or what's a reasonable response to it, which the law gave no guidance to. It certainly isn't moot to my clients who were unable to reopen their catering business. They still own a business, they'd like to reopen, but they've been unable to do so. Mootness is kind of, in my opinion, and I think the court's uh, majority opinion, a weak argument. We did it, we injured you, uh, all courts have found it unconstitutional, but now since the emergency's over, uh, there's no question anymore that it can't possibly be that easy to take away uh, Michigan citizens constitutional rights, do the damage you did and then said, well, it passed and we stopped doing it It's like I assaulted you last week, but I stopped now. So there is no case.
0: And, and from the perspective of of the legality of all of this, no laws have changed. Right. And so that's the worry I think that you're you're explaining, is that if something were to arise again and the M.D.H.H.S. Were uh, to to hand down edicts again, that would affect businesses again. So that may not be where the moot point comes from. But is there any sort of financial uh, 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 retaliation here? Do, do does your client or other clients? Do you or, or other business owners? Do you believe is, is there going to be any sort of monetary uh, uh, aid here? Do you feel is that possible?
1: Well, two points on that. We have a kind of a companion lawsuit that now has been granted leave in the Supreme Court for a number over a hundred restaurants in macomb county restaurants bars uh in macomb county in which we have sought money damages uh money damages are calculable people know what they've lost here um you know a hundred years ago when i was in law school i was taught wherever there's an obvious wrong there should be a remedy these people's property was taken in our opinion without due process this this decision doesn't go to due process because it found the entire Uh, actions as unconstitutional. In the companion lawsuit in the Michigan Supreme Court, we do claim damages. The second part of that answer, I think, is this. Uh, Looking back and, and having obviously the powers of retrospect, the actions taken against the food industry, the hospitality industry, the catering industry, when you look back, had really no positive effect in fighting COVID. In the states where these closures were not enforced, where people remained open and able to do business, the rates, the death rates, the illness rates were no different than Michigan's. So clearly the damages here, there should be a way, whether it's through the courts, which there may be depending on the Supreme Court, sure. or whether a Michigan legislature can sit down and say, uh, look, we've been found to have acted overwhelmingly. Yeah, and, and,
0: and, siphon, off, and siphon off a portion of money. I agree. Al, keep well, us abreast on this because I think this is going to be a, a, a case uh, worth watching and we'll have uh, some pretty wide-reaching ramifications. Appreciate the time. I'm up against it. Got to take a break. would love to hear from you. 800 957 More next here on WJR.